Hi, you are listening to the Enia Sisters. Today we are talking about stress and defense mechanisms. This is season one, episode nine. So first we're going to talk about um, type one. We are going to go in order tonight, so just understand that, or today, whenever you're listening to this. So for type one, those perfectionists, one of the main things that you will notice when they are in stress is they can't let things go. They tend to go to their unhealthy four. And what you'll see when you see um, a type one in defense or in stress, they're going to be perfecting the world. Something that I do often because I am a type one, as you know from listening. Um, They'll also be listening to their inner critic, which is unfortunate because typically their inner critic is negative. It's telling them lies about themselves, about the world around them, um, that oftentimes will bring them into a more pessimistic state. Uh, They also will come into more of a dramatic personality where everything is dramatic, everything is overdone. Um, It's somewhat of an overdrive of who they are. And the negative side of that is they become resentful, depressed, and even hypersensitive. So unlike their two neighbor who is sensitive about critique quite often, um, number one types don't typically get super sensitive when it comes to critique. They can usually handle it, you know, slide it off their shoulders and move on to something else because they rely on their truth when they're healthy. But when they're in stress and they are in defense, they're going to be more reactive than normal Mm -hmm. and they're going to take that criticism really harshly, even if it isn't true. Um, unfortunately, these are really foreign feel- feelings when they are in health and they don't really know what to do with them when they're in stress because it is so foreign to who they are naturally. Um, it's somewhat of an unknown place of being. I like to use a lot of examples from friends as you may or may not know. So when I think of a good stress, a type one in stress, I think of Monica, when she is getting married to Chandler and they can't find Chandler because, you know, he's a complete, you know, fear of commitment type and he's run away and he thinks that they're having a baby and all of this. If you haven't seen it, sorry for the giveaway. But if you have, you know that eventually she finds out and she's freaking out, but she thinks last minute that Chandler didn't leave. They just lost their vest and she's like, oh... And I thought the worst just happened, you know, it's like so overly dramatic and she didn't even know the half of it, right? But in her mind, even losing a vest was like the end of the world. So that type of over dramatic situation is where ones go to in stress. Um, One thing that I think we'll find in all of the types while you're listening to this is friends won't recognize and won't know what to do in these situations because the types become basically another type. And we've referred to this before. And so in order to understand yourself and to allow for those around you who are close to you to understand you, be aware of your triggers and reevaluate what those triggers are often. 
because they're going to be pretty much the same, but they could change depending on what's going on in your life. And if you need more help in the self-care area, I would suggest going back to our episode eight, where we dive really deep into how to care for yourself, especially in stress. And last but not least for type one, They really need accountability partners because when they are in stress and all of the world is ending around them and their inner critic is telling them all these false truths, they need someone to speak to the irrationalities. So if you can have someone, even if it's one person in your life and you are a type one that can speak to the truth of the matter, then that's going to be a go-to for all of these moments of stress. So that's what we're going to recommend. All right. And also to reiterate how important knowing your triggers are, um, for each of these numbers, they're going to have um, what we like to call defense mechanism cycles. So when you're in stress and when you're putting up your defense mechanisms, it's hard to get out of those unless you know and you can recognize, oh, I'm in stress. I need to stop and get help. Um, Mm -hmm. So moving on to type two, twos tend to use regression as a defense mechanism and so they will ignore their own needs to focus on the needs of others they'll pretend like they don't have needs they don't have any problems they're fine what can i do for you however they expect that others know their needs without directly expressing them so this is where they can fall into some danger zones they don't want to appear needy or ask for help or ask anything from you but they still want to be served and they still want others to reach out to them. Um, Others learn to love them for their helpfulness, but not for who they really are, which can also be a huge detriment to the type two. And this creates that cycle for them. So um, because people don't really know who they are behind this facade of helpfulness, They can't really be loved for who they are because they're not showing who that deep self is. So if you know a type two, it's important to really get to know them beyond their facade and their helpfulness and to help them pause and realize that they're in a state of defense mechanism. That's great, yeah. All of these types are going to need outs. They're gonna need to recognize triggers, but also to have those people in their lives that can recognize them for them. Like, mm-hmm. like Kelly said, we all go into the cycle where sometimes it's hard to get out of. So having the right people in your life will make all the difference. So speaking of people who don't understand who they are, we're going to move right into the type three. Right. <laughs> so the type three, definitely um, the type that doesn't really understand their own feelings. Um, they lose interest really quickly and passion. So they go right into those unhealthy nines. Um, It's to me, this is a scary number because like we mentioned, they kind of become the opposite of who they really innately are. And for threes, they retreat to nothingness. You know, they're known as these great, you know, influencers and achievers and people that we look up to but when they're in stress they retreat to nothing they become unproductive they lack optimism they begin Mm -hmm. to doubt themselves in every single thing that they are doing so like I said they're almost the opposite of who they are innately and they can be very unrecognizable in this state as we know threes normally appear um, like they have it all together 
I mean, that's what they're known for, right? They're those Instagrammers that have everything going on for them at all times. And, but it's also something that we need to watch out for. And for a three, um, when we see them letting go and not caring and they seem worn out, depressed, and not motivated, those are all red flags. Mm. Those should all be huge triggers if you are even noticing yourself or someone that you know that's a three letting go or not caring about something. It could be anything because mm. they care about everything in their lives. Those are huge triggers um, of them going into stress. People who I think of when I think of type threes are your typical movie stars, right? The people in the limelight, the people that are born and get paid to be those entertainers slash achievers. Um, and I'm using the entertainer term loosely because we know that sevens are entertainers, but we, we see threes in the limelight a lot. Mm-hmm. We see threes on stage. We see these people in and out of our lives, especially now with social media And so I have read tons and tons of research about those people, especially in particular those who thrive in the Hollywood scene, who actually retreat to themselves a lot because they have to act not even as actors, but they have to act as themselves all the time, day in and day out. And Mm -hmm. so when they are in stress and they need a break, they almost like go into a dark hole and they want to... they. Maybe they don't want to, but they become so unproductive that they're almost unrecognizable. Um, What we see when they're in stress is they're so overwhelmed by life that they retreat into what they hate. Um, They lack all of what makes them unique. Being those unique individuals that they are, they basically flesh all of that stuff that makes them them, that makes them recognizable, that makes them, you know... Um, the people that we love and that we know to love and they retreat into this almost complete op- opposite, right? It actually disgusts themselves that they have to like get out there and they have to be dragged to motivate, to go back into motivation. So um, I would say, we would say that sometimes the threes just need friends to accept them for who they are. Being in the limelight is hard. It can be stressful. And whether it's on a small scale and it's just in a social circle locally or on a grandiose scale and they're prime time actors, these people need people in their wheelhouse that they can rely on to love them and trust them for just who they are. Mm. Not who they're about, not their um, position or what they're doing in the world, but just for who they are innately. Um, and that can be the best way to get them motivated to go back to being who they are. Right. All right. The type four. <clears throat> Fours tend to use comparison, shame, and dwelling as their defense mechanisms. Um, they have this feeling that others have something that they don't, and they focus on what they may lack. So they'll go into this cycle of judging themselves against others um, instead of their normal feeling confident in their originality and authenticity. They're now um, in this space of shame and thinking over and over about how they're not like someone else. Um, They'll also focus on becoming unique and special. Um, But because of this focus, fours often feel like no one understands them, which in turn causes the type four to feel like they are lacking in identity which is a big downward spiral for them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Fours are known for their original thinking and letting go of that is definitely stress mode. Mm-hmm. So again, refer back to episode eight for self-care. And one thing we mentioned before we started the podcast tonight or today, whenever you're listening, is one way, if you're still trying to figure out what number you are, one way to figure that out is to listen to your stress triggers. Mm-hmm. Listen to some of what we're saying and and see if it's applicable to you. You may have thought that you were three, but you're realizing, well, I don't go into a hole and want to be alone when I'm stressed out. I do something else. So mm-hmm. this can be very helpful for you to understand your number. Moving on to type five, the thinker. So type five When they are in stress, they are known to hoard things. It could be actual physical things. It could be knowledge. You know, it could be anything you think of that they have a grasp onto. They're going to hoard it in stress. Mm. They become unhealthy sevens. So what that looks like is they are retreating deeper, if that's even possible, right? If you know a five or you are a five, (laughs) they're going to retreat even deeper They're going to become even more recluse Mm -hmm. and be drawn away from community and people. They're going to hold on to anything, as I mentioned. This is going to be an extension of themselves. So anything you know of them to be true, they're going to hold on to that like it's their babies. You know, this is something that they're never letting go now. And they're going to focus on safety. So they're no longer exploring. They're no longer open to connecting. They're no longer in this healthy arena. They are now caring only about hoarding and safety, their own safety, so to speak. Um, and they beca- they can become frivolous and distracted, which for those of you who know a five is so foreign to a five type. Mm-hmm. Um, frivolous is not even in their vocabulary, So when they are becoming frivolous, meaning in any way, spending, actions, and distracted, you know that they're in stress. Mm -hmm. Um, It can really get deep, even to the point where they're not even able to complete tasks, simple tasks, because they're so stressed out. Um, Obviously, that's going way deep. Hopefully, that they can be reached prior to that. And they're no longer thinking, which is what they're known for, right? So they're not thinking about consequences. They're not thinking about behavior and even the consequences of their own behavior, let alone other people's. Mm. And they can be condescending, which is so unfamiliar for a type five because, you know, they don't love conflict. They'll approach it as needed, but they're not going in for the conflict, they, they're not trying to harm people and, and trying to make people be a certain way. In fact, they would rather you figure that out on your own. They're more about their own knowledge and how they feel. So when they become condescending and begin to hinder and harm relationships, this is a complete role rever- reversal for them, um, going from internal to external. So huge red flags, right? Um, this is kind of a funny example of a type five, but... Friends again. Mm-hmm. Um, for those of you who watch, Chandler is actually a type six with a seven wing, but he can also be seen. I don't know. Maybe he does have a five wing. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. But this is just a good reference for maybe if you are a type five. So when he gets dumped, I think this is in season two, and he won't get out of his sweats. It's like mm-hmm. he is living in his sweats. He is now in the deepest 
position physically where he's not letting go of the sweats. He's not <laughs> letting go of the chair. He's in depression mode. He is not letting go. And it actually takes the girls to um, impart knowledge about dating to get him out of it, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and that would definitely be our advice. For fives, choose close alliances, and I know there'll be few, that you can rely on for accountability and also to remind you of your why, the reasons, and back it with knowledge. Choose those people that can bring knowledge to your why and bring you back to your healthy, wonderful type. I think that's the best way to go for type five. Yeah, great points. So for type six, type sixes use projecting as their defense mechanism, believing others are the source of their fear and issues, and putting everyone, including themselves, into categories of either good or bad. This helps sixes feel safer if they can define and make sense of their fearful world in an organized and logical way. Sixes also think that if they plan and think of every possibility, they will be safe. This defense mechanism backfires, however, because the act of overanalyzing paralyzes them with negative potential chaos happening. The stress about bad things happening causes even more stress and more bad things happen. So this is their cycle that they need a loved one to step in and help them realize that they're in so that they can get out of it. Right, and as Kelly has admitted or spoken to she's a type six so you totally can relate to this number yeah and it's true right you kind of need someone Mm -hmm. to pull you out of that cycle and let you kind of let go because yeah the over planning is part of the cycle right and and it's a challenge so when you do see that happening as a friend you've got to pull them out Mm -hmm. and also help them see those triggers because that can only be detrimental to their character yes Moving on to type seven. So seven, and unfortunately I can relate to the seven because when they're in stress, these entertainers become like their unhealthy ones. (laughs) And being a one, these are the worst personality traits of myself. So I just completely relate. Um, But sevens try to become more perfect. Everything starts to look a little black and white. They're pessimistic judgmental and argumentative which is so crazy if you know or are a seven because sevens are like those happy go lucky you want to be around them social butterflies so when they're in stress it's almost like you rely on them for that entertainment they bring everybody down like they don't only bring themselves down like the whole crowd is now sunk Mm -hmm. because their energy level is not where it usually is um so when they're in stress, they have that one way of thinking, which is so notorious for ones. Um, they begin to be judgmental about everything. They start to see things in such a different light. Mm-hmm. And they begin to blame others. So they can do no wrong. It's everybody else's problem. It's everybody else's issue. It's not me. It's you guys. <laughs> and if you're, if you're relating to this, maybe you're a one, but maybe you're just an unhealthy seven, right? Yeah. Um, My example is, and again, Ross on Friends is actually, we believe, a type 8, but he could have a 7 wing. Um, But this example is, if you don't remember, Ross is explaining why he believes in evolution, and Phoebe is challenging him. 
And we know Phoebe is a peacemaker. She's a nine, but she's mostly just messing with him, right? She's <laughs> trying to get under his skin and he just can't take it. And the fact that he is so black and white about the issue loses all credibility with the argument because he's so stubborn and one-minded that he's not open to seeing things another way. So that's what happens when you are in stress mm -hmm. and you are unhealthy as a seven. Um, we would definitely recommend, again, to know your triggers. When you start seeing yourself, you know, lacking the enthusiasm and and being judgmental towards other people, those are huge triggers, right? Choose friends who will bring you back to your light, easygoing ways. And like the one, just let those things go. Those things that are bothering you, that are pulling you down into stress, just try to let it go. I mean, that's not so that's hard. Really, right? <laughs> no, it's not. Speaking from a one's perspective, it's so easy. Just let it go. Okay, moving on to type eight. Type eight's defense mechanism or stress is they like to trade vulnerability for power or control. Eights always want to be in control. So when that is challenged, instead of allowing vulnerability in, they will lash out and fight back to protect that vulnerability, that soft side, and they'll try to claim power and control. This creates their cycle for type eight, where they will push too hard and go too far, causing them to collapse or snap and actually lose control that they wanted to keep. The exact thing they were trying to avoid, they do. Um, kind of like Jenny was talking with the three, the thing they hate, they do. They find themselves in this trap um, this then causes them to feel weak and want to armor up even more and let less people in. Um, so like we were saying with the triggers, when you can identify your natural defense mechanisms, this is going to help you notice if you're unhealthy and if you're creating these patterns in your life that you don't want. So pause and ask yourself to face your fear, break your cycle, and maybe let other people in to help you handle these fears in a healthier way. Yeah, exactly. Knowing what motivates and stresses you out is key in understanding your type, like we've mentioned. Moving on to type nine, the last Enneagram type, the peacemaker. So we believe that type nines in stress have the say, quote, yes disease. Um, they definitely run into unhealthy sixes. This is where they become overcommitted and rigid they begin to worry about everything just like a type six. And in this mode, they are confused. They don't really understand why they're doing what they're doing. Um, being someone, someone who understands all of the types, the type nine in stress is so overwhelmed with wanting to please everyone that they can't please anyone. And they're so indecisive about what to do that they can't decide on anything to do. So they really are at an impasse in any situation, in any mode that you try to go to. The self-doubt is overwhelming and they're very reactive. So opposed to the peacemaker that we know that brings people together, they become this reactive person that could pretty much jump on anything you say. Um, it is very hard for a close friend to see a nine in stress for that reason alone. It's very confusing. Normally they are the go-to, right, for advice, but in this mode, 
they're reactive and self-doubting, so they definitely cannot offer any good advice. They don't even know what to do for themselves. And when I think of examples for a type nine, I think, first of all, Jim Carrey in the movie The Yes Man, right? Mm -hmm. We know that saying yes to everything can only lead ultimately to some type of trouble. Um, And then I think about friends again when Phoebe is getting married and she can't decide whether to use the money, that check that she has, use it for her wedding or for charity. Mm -hmm. And so she's torn between doing what she thinks is the right thing to do but also what she wants to do. And she's obviously in stress mode being someone who's getting married. And if you know, she eventually has the person at the nonprofit organization give her the check back and say, please take this, do not come back. Because she can't decide, right? And that's what a nine looks like when they are in stress. They can't decide that they almost become an overwhelming pressure to anyone around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say the best, we would say that the best... Um, thing for a nine to do in stress is learn how to say no. Mm-hmm. I love, love, love the book, The Best Yes by Lisa Turnquist. Um, she's an amazing author. She's a Christian author. But th- the thing that I took away from reading that book is your yes is not always the best yes. So listen to the scenario and make your yes the best yes, especially if you're a type nine and you have a hard time saying no. Not every yes needs to be yours. Figure out who you are. Figure out what you want. And, you know, you don't have to please everyone. Because at the end of the day, if you're pleasing everyone, you're pleasing no one. And you're definitely not pleasing yourself. And that's how you get into this stressful mode. So hopefully that helped. And you learned a lot about stress and defense mechanisms. As you know, you can always find our podcast here as well as on social media. Thank you so much for listening. And we have one more episode in this season. So stay tuned for relationships.